0: anyone who's looking to get a business, you know, there's freedom. You're going to be your own boss. Um, but at the end of the day, we're getting businesses to make money. And, um, you know, the more you make, the more you can give back. And, um, when I realized the financial potential and the speed at which you could get it with grounds guys, and then also just kind of the day in the day in the life of, uh, other owners that I was able to hear from, uh, it just really sounded like something that, um, you know i could really get that momentum behind me and just have that traction and really just take off and and that's when that's when i'm the most happy is when i'm making continuous progress on something welcome to frank coach's franchising 101 podcast series here we talk about all things franchising what is it all about is it for you how do you find the best one to own and so much more now your host tim parmeter
1: Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to FranCoach's Franchising 101 Podcast Series. I am Tim Parmeter, founder and CEO of FranCoach and your podcast host. Today, we are excited. We have another installment of uh, the segment we call In Their Words. And this is cleverly titled In Their Words because in this segment, we are gonna hear directly from FranCoach clients who have now become franchise owners. And in their words, they're gonna talk to us about their backgrounds, what led them to consider franchise ownership, how they navigated the process with the Fran Coach team, as well as what franchise they chose and how it's gone so far, and probably a lot more as we get into this. Um, today's guest just signed his franchise agreement a couple weeks back, has already begun the initial training and has the goal of being open for business in June. Um, so we're all excited to talk to him. But before we tell you that story, we have to tell you this one. Grand Coach, who are we? We are a national search firm dedicated to working with individuals who are interested in owning a franchise. We are partnered with over 500 of the top franchisors in the country, spanning nearly 60 industries. Our goal is to help clients find the absolute best franchise for them to own. And our goal of the Franchising 101 podcast series is to help educate all people on all the different aspects of franchise ownership. Uh, So that's us, that's what we're doing here. Um, Now let's get to the good stuff. Okay, so that's a little bit about us, but now let's get to the good stuff today, which is we have a guest We love getting to talk to uh, coach clients who have become franchise owners, and that's what we have today. And we have Mr. Brandon Rossi with us from uh, Florida, lovely the Tampa markets in Florida, and he is a brand new owner of the Grounds Guys. Brandon, thanks for joining us today.
0: Hey, good morning, Tim. It's good to be here and uh, excited to get going with Grounds Guys and talk to you a little bit more and share my story in the process.
1: We are, yeah, no. Thanks for thanks for doing so because I know uh, I don't think people realize how busy um, they get once they get started and, and start going through training. Plus, you've got a lot of things on your plate to begin with. Um, so, thanks mm-hmm. for for taking uh, taking a little time out for us. Um, so, we definitely want to hear how we got to the grounds, guys, and, and the whole journey. But give us the scoop, man. Um, I know the Brandon Rossi story, but share a little bit with uh, with everybody else, kind of kind of how we got to this
0: point. Okay. Yeah. I'll try not to bore you too much and just do a quick (laughs) overview. Um, yeah. So high school for me, I was always looking for opportunities as a kid, um, was getting lawn mowers off the side of the street and (laughs) fixing them up and reselling them. Um, that was just kind of me always looking for opportunities, got into fixing up old cars and reselling those graduated high school, wasn't excited to go to college, ended up in the air force. Um, About two years into the Air Force, I kind of was giving it my all, got some early promotions and realized, you know, as long as you're working for someone else, you can work as hard as you want. But at the end of the day, there's just not always going to be a next level for them to take you along at the rate that you're growing yourself. So started thinking about entrepreneurial things, business. Um, While I was in the Air Force, kind of got into a little bit of rental property investing, um with that comes an investment so you need to create revenue to to invest it and um you know the real estate market's kind of starting to get a little bit a uh, little bit heavy so i kind of wanted to pivot a little bit and take a break on that and just focus on my um revenue instead of just focusing on investing so started looking at um actually i probably did what some people do and got on google Search businesses for sale because I thought, hey, if you could buy a business that's already running or maybe struggling and kind of flip that or get it turned around, maybe. And um, through that process, I realized franchises weren't just McDonald's and <laughs> Wendy's and things like that. So um, kind of started thinking about, you know, okay, I could start a lawn care business. And then it's all the questions that come after that, where if you're with a franchise, you don't necessarily need to have those answers. And, um, you know, they can get you to that next level without the five to 10 years of struggling to get there. So that's kind of how I kind of realized franchising was an opportunity. And uh, before I even got connected with you, I was looking at franchises and uh, on my own. And I was kind of looking at things more similar to like the McDonald's, I was looking at some ice cream things. And, um, you know, what I also had come to realize is, it's not necessarily about what you're going to be doing, what the business is going to be doing, what you have to want and desire is to build and create a business that's going to be your role. And what you kind of helped me realize was it's not about the industry, it's about what type of business it's going to be far as are you working business to business business to consumer are you how are you obtaining your clients how are you obtaining your customers um, the kind of advertising and marketing that goes with it? those are the things that maybe need to be more of a match than the industry so
1: yeah no absolutely and and I think that's one of the biggest misconceptions about franchising, and really probably two of them is, you know, hey, it's the McDonald's, it's Wendy's, it's Taco Bell, it's all those things that we see. And yes, almost all of those are franchises, but oh my goodness, the possibilities past that, right? So, mm-hmm. um, but, and, and first, let's let let's go way back. Um, you, met, you mentioned meeting in the Air Force. So most important thing, thank you very much for your service. Um, and there's some, if you had that realization, kind of that epiphany early on right you could you could be the you know the best you want to be whether it's the air force or working for somebody there's always going to kind of be that ceiling and somebody else controlling how well you do how far you move up the ladder whereas when it's your own thing it's it's all it's it's all on you so um that part is that part is very cool And, and so you had talked and before we first connected You've been looking at a couple things. Um, what were kind of when we we connected, we start going through the process start learning more about what it is you really want to do. And you hit on this. Right. It's that I always call it the get out of bed test. What do what you what are you doing? What's that look like? You're a smart dude. Learning the new industry is pretty easy to do what were your thoughts? Was we presented you, I think we started with four franchises, all very, very different. We did kind of have one of those kind of retail shiny object food things that we threw out there. But what were your thoughts as you started really learning more of the inside of the different franchises? Um, what were some of the things that maybe you learned that you didn't even know you were going to learn as we went through this?
0: Yeah, no. So like you said, it was the shiny object thing for me at the beginning. It was I got to have that storefront, that thing that I can say, hey, I own this place, you know, and the customers build it and they will come kind of kind of that mentality. And um, as I started looking into the details with that and kind of actually saying, what are my goals? Where do I want to be? And is this going to get me there in the amount of time that I want to get there? And I, what I really wanted to do through the process is when you're looking at kind of the financials with each different franchise is just just go off of their average unit volume instead of looking at the top end. Um, I don't plan to be average but um, <laughs> any I wanted to just have anything on top of that and just be icing on the cake and um, you know some of those retail things, you know the average unit volume and uh, potentially what you could bring to the bottom line just wasn't going to get me to where I want to be and the amount of time. And uh, yeah, so definitely uh, landscaping, when you brought that up, I kind of maybe rolled my eyes and thought, um, you know, I I did that when I was 14, Tim, I want to buy a franchise here. (laughs) Yeah, um, and
1: and the amount of times that people, you know, roll their eyes at one of the franchises that we introduce, and then end up starting that franchise, I like, I'd kind of almost like to have odds on that, because I'd probably probably uh make make more money off of that than uh you know that than, mm-hmm. than my than my crypto coins at the moment right so <laughs> so you, de- you definitely and that's the, uh, the other thing that comes up a lot too is i mean let's be honest we all we're, we're all doing this to make money right mm-hmm. and but then it's understanding wh- how to do that right it's not just oh my gosh look at the best franchisee in this franchise did x well great, good, good for them. That's top line. How do we get to bottom line? Right. And then you mm-hmm. took a really good approach of under understanding that middle ground. And if you can wrap your head around that, there's nothing wrong with being in the middle of the pack. Um, everybody has two numbers they want to get to, how time they spend and money they make. And when you hit that point, no matter where you are in the franchise system, if you're happy, awesome. Right. But you have that ability to keep growing and growing from there. But money doesn't come without finding that perfect fit day in, day out. So we talk about landscaping, which doesn't win the award for sexiest type of industry on the planet. And you're sitting there rolling your eyes and like, dude, I did that when I was 14. Why do I want to do that now? Talk about some of the things that you learned all the way through the process that made you go oh, this isn't 14-year-old landscaping. This is, this is something different. And this is something that I can really wrap my head around and grow. Talk about kind of how that transformed as we went through this.
0: Right. So I think one of the things was um, learning that the grounds guys landscaping is actually a, um, I don't know what you would call it, but they have a, a, like an umbrella company that owns a bunch of other home service brands and that's called Neighborly and just realizing how much of a market share they have, how much of a, um, just a national presence they have and some of the support that comes with that. And then also specifically with grounds guys, learning that they're not out there targeting every homeowner in the area. They're looking at the homes with a household income above 125,000, kind of that higher end because they provide a high end service and they also pay their employees very well so they can keep the high-end employees. And it's, it's about um, that, that, as far as residential, it's having that extreme customer service in a whole nother level to where um, you know, the people who can afford it, they don't, they don't want Chuck in a truck with the wife beater and a cigarette in the hand. Um, so that's kind of when I realized, okay, you know, there is some opportunity, not even to mention the whole commercial side of it and uh, some of those major contracts that you can land. Right. And, and,
1: and I think the other thing that people, when they first hear landscaping, they think, Oh, you're going to come mow my lawn, which yes, the grounds guys will do and take care of every kind of from the maintenance standpoint, but it's so much more than that. Right. I mean, you could, and, and if you could get your crew, once you start to, Rural Arizona to help do some things in my backyard. That's sitting there with the pool and then a, an acre of dirt around it. If you could come and landscape that, and but you can actually come. Obviously, I'm a little far away from where you are. <laughs> you mm-hmm. you are in Florida, but Grounds Guys could come to my backyard and basically create what it looks like. Um, whether it's hardscapes, pavers, the the irrigation, the sod, all of that stuff. Um, so, you are really kind of that full service, one stop shop for anything landscaping, residential, commercial, all of that stuff. Right. So, I think that's one thing that I'm guessing probably when we first talked about that, even though I might have said that, it doesn't really resonate until you get a little farther into it. Right.
0: Right. Yeah. And then I realized too, like um, just through some of those validation calls, um, a lot of the owners suggest, you know, pick two services to start out with. Market those, and then you almost grow your business by adding additional services, and you can really grow it before you even need to expand your territory. So I'm excited for that, um, the growth potential that's there, and then also the growth potential of Neighborly and adding um, some of the other home service brands that they have potentially in the future. I could really see that, um, you know, taking advantage of uh, economy of scale in the same market.
1: Absolutely, yeah, and and you kind of, unbeknownst to you, just kind of plug the franchising one hundred and one podcast series because we did a couple weeks back, we did a kind of a three part series on scaling, and one was retail, which we, you know, obviously didn't go for you, but the other one was what happens if it's a non retail and we can expand multiple territories. You're starting with a really nice territory in the Tampa market but you could grow from there. But the other way, and I don't think most people realize this is a thing early on is you can have multiple brands, right? And so you Mm -hmm. could have your grounds guys up and running and maybe down the road we add, you know, maybe we add the, the retail and we've got a ice cream or a coffee or a food thing, but with neighborly what I think they have like 17 home service brands, right? So people, your customers already trust you to take care of everything in their, in their, in their yard. Well, maybe they're going to trust you to take care of some other home service and, and continue to really kind of completely dominate that home service market. So, which, you know, from your real estate background, um, I mean, it's not always going to be the seller's market to end all sellers markets. Right. But, but there's always going to be things in home service pandemic, buyer's market, seller's market, whatever, those are, those are things that aren't ever going to go out of style. Um, so very, very cool. What, um I guess, as you have gone through this journey um, and found the franchise, maybe, and actually, I'm going to ask another question too, just kind of give people an idea of, at the end, right, as we go through and we're vetting these different things, talk about that kind of, kind of almost kind of epiphany moment for you looking at grounds guys where you were like, yes, this is it. Um, we always talk to people about you don't, you shouldn't feel like you're making this big agonizing decision, um, that it just kind of becomes clear. Is, is that kind of how things transpired for you
0: throughout this? Yeah, I would say it did. Um, and that moment was when I, I mean, like you said, um, anyone who's looking to get a business, you know, there's freedom. You're going to be your own boss. Um, but at the end of the day, we're getting businesses to make money. And, um, you know, the more you make, the more you can give back. And, um, when I realized the financial potential and the speed at which you could get it with grounds guys, and then also just kind of the day in the day in the life of, uh, other owners that I was able to hear from, uh, it just really sounded like something that, um, you know, I could really get that momentum behind me and just have that traction and really just take off. And, and that's when, that's when I'm the most happy is when I'm making continuous progress on something. Um, you know, and I realized that in the air force, like I was progressing, but I wasn't able to progress. And it, it's like the opposite of growing is dying. So for me, I'm just excited. And that was when at the moment I realized, okay, we can, we can grow this every day. We can wake up every, every day. is a new day to grow the business. Absolutely.
1: So, and we really appreciate you taking some time to kind of share this with us, kind of what that, what your experience has been like, um, but if somebody out there is listening and maybe like you were, cause I, I don't think we, we mentioned this yet, but you and I you we connected because you found the franchising one one podcast series. you were you had some interest in this. you were trying to get yourself educated and were able to kind of connect. So now imagine Brandon 2.0 is out there listening to this right now, trying to figure out if this is this is a path for them. What's something you might share with somebody who is at that beginning stage wondering if this is the path for them? Um, what What would you share with them?
0: I would say um, if you're having doubts, second thoughts, or you're a little bit nervous, it's just a lack of knowledge. And that's when I started reaching out, um, searching for podcasts about franchise ownership, found you. And I said, hey, look, this is basically a real estate agent to help me buy a franchise versus, um, you know. Trying to do it on your own you can go buy a home on your own but it doesn't cost you anything to get an agent to help you buy a home and um, it's going to be a lot smoother of a process if you have that that knowledgeable person there helping you and then to take it one step further um, you know the relationship that it sounds you have with these franchises they know that the people coming in are pre-vetted uh, solid people who are uh, going to be good potential so that helped me kind of knock out a few steps also when we got in discussions with the uh, individual franchises.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And there's just, there's so many things behind the scenes that I think kind of was kind of equates, use housing analogies a lot with what we do, right? It's like trying to look at a franchise online is like looking at a house and trying to decide if you're gonna buy it based on like, you look at the picture of the front of the house and it says it's you know 2,000 square feet and it's a three two, well maybe somebody's going to buy it based on just that. Um, I can't imagine that happens very often because you have no earthly idea what the heck that thing looks like on the inside, where it is, all of those different things. Or you need to understand every aspect of that. Buying a house mm-hmm. it's a little easier. We've got you know we've 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 got we've got Zillow or whatever to be able to to do more research on the inside with franchising. You don't know what's going on behind the scenes; those aren't Googleable things, right? So, right. Um, so, and and again, some of that connection piece to the franchise, to the franchisor, the people, their culture, all of those things. I, and I know, um, and maybe kind of last thing, when you went to that last step and you went to their meet the team day, which was still virtual, but um, how much did that? I think maybe kind of solidify. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I'm in the right place. Look at all the things these guys have to help me, help me, help me succeed.
0: Yeah, definitely. It was definitely eye opening. Um, I was able to see kind of the the head people in each department that Neighborly has, and um, some of their high level leaders in Neighborly, and they kind of shared their personal life stories a little bit and shared some of their faith background, which is important to me. And everyone truly seemed. Um, you know bought in on their their mission and vision and i even took it a step further and kind of did some own uh behind the scenes research on my own on some facebook profiles and things like that and these guys all seemed really true to who they represented themselves during that meet the team day So
1: nice so you want you went all like uh social media stalker on them
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs>
1: That's right. <laughs> Perfect. Um, well, cool, Brandon, man. Thank you so much for spending some time with us today. Uh, I have no doubt you are going to be a huge, huge success uh, as as a grounds guy's owner. So, thank you very much for coming on today.
0: Thank you, Tim. Yeah, we're shooting for rookie of the year, so
1: well abs- absolutely and 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 uh, you and i both know somebody else that's uh, in in that same uh, same battle so uh we'll 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 see um but uh, i'm i'm pretty confident it's going to be you or somebody else for next year and uh, don't don't be afraid to fly me into a, whatever tropical location that is for the uh your mm-hmm. acceptance speech so um cool my friend so thank you so much for all of our loyal podcast listeners we hope the franchising 101 series continues to provide insight into the amazing possibilities that can be achieved as a franchise owner. If you haven't yet, please be sure to subscribe and follow us on your favorite podcast platform to ensure you never miss an episode. Um, Check us out online, francoach.net, or we have a brand spanking new podcast-specific website, franchising101.net. There's never any fee for our service, so if you'd like to learn more, let's schedule a brief introductory call um, and help you take that first step towards creating your better tomorrow. Thanks, everyone. Have a great day. And we uh, look forward to hearing from you soon. Thanks.
0: Thanks for listening to Fran Coach's Franchising 101 podcast, where our ultimate goal is to help educate you on all things franchising so you can create your better tomorrow.